0: Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the First in Orange podcast. I'm Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, alongside Ryan O'Halloran at Empower Field at Mile High. And uh, Broncos just posted a 16-0 victory over the Titans. A pretty big win, Ryan, especially considering some of the other movement that's gone on in division today. And all of a sudden, 0-4, now they're 2-4, and 4, and things are starting to look a little hopeful, at least. Yeah, they're looking different.
1: Um, and, you know, when you dig yourself at 0-4 start, first thing you got to do is stop digging. And so they did that against the Chargers. But, you know, the vibe in the locker room throughout the week was, hey, it's good to get a win. you got to start stacking them. This team would have been back in square one had they lost to a Tennessee team that had a bad loss last week. We could tell early on Titans weren't going to be able to score much, and the problem is the Broncos weren't very good on offense either. But defense here ruled the day, and what it does, it just makes the next game more interesting. And we'll talk plenty about the Chiefs coming up on Thursday night. But you know the division slid back to them a little bit, but. What it does is it shows they can play some winning football. I mean, they weren't great on offense, but they found a way to win by 16. So I think it was an encouraging day overall. I, would, I, I told Todd Davis after the game, at 0-4, I put a toe tag on his team. And I'm, there, I'm sure there of a lot of people right with me because they just weren't doing anything consistently well. Maybe they found some, Maybe they found the bullseye a little bit on how they're going to be able to win.
0: Again, 19th shutout in team history. First since 2017. Uh, Denver allowed just 204 total yards. Also, season-high seven sacks and three picks. Forced nine punts. Really just the all-around game today.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned the shutout thing. It's Vic's first shutout in seven years since he was at the Niners. And you point out the first shutout in two years, but look at the next shutout previous to that, oh six. So only, this is only their second one in you know, over a decade. And I think the number that really jumps out at, at at me, at least, it's it's only the it's the first time in nearly thirty year, more than thirty years, they've had seven sacks and three interceptions in the same game. So when you look at it from that historical perspective, it is a unique game. That said, there are a lot of things you can they can build on interior pass rush uh you know the secondary that kind of thing's playing well you you visited with some of the defensive backs how's a rebuilt group what were some of their uh thoughts after the game after they you know wiped out
0: Mariota and Tannehill well Devontae Harris had some uh intriguing comments to me and he was talking about how kind of the veterans in that secondary Kareem Jackson Justin Simmons Chris Harris obviously all pro on the other side rallied around him in, in the in the Training in the coach's room all, all week on the practice field, and you saw that confidence parlay uh, today. He wasn't perfect, but he did his part as Vic acknowledged, you know, in the shutout.
1: Yeah, and you know, what I asked Fanju after the game was, hey, you know, how important was last week's half of duty for Devontae Harris? And he says very important for a young guy who hasn't played a lot, any playing time is good. And I think you saw that today. You know, he didn't let the penalty get to him, gave up a completion, but he fought hard. But I think with this back end, everything right now goes through the safeties. And that's Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons. They both had picks today. I think what keeping Kareem at safety allows them to do some more things with Justin Simmons. He doesn't have to play center field a lot, he can maybe cover a little bit. I thought it was a nice game for Will Parks getting back in the rotation as a nickel because Duke Dawson was hurt. Will made a couple nice plays. So I think it was an all around nice job by the back end, which fed into the seven sacks, which a lot of them were the coverage variety. When you start up front, you talk about Derek Wolf with two sacks. You talk about DeMarcus Walker, two sacks. But, you know, Mike Purcell had another great game stopping the run, to which my question should be, the hell took him so long to play? I mean, this team couldn't stop the run for a couple weeks. But you also talked to Mike after the game. Uh, I'm assuming he was happy
0: yeah first nfl start here in denver in front of his hometown crowd obviously former highland ranch high school star uh thrilled to to be playing out there and to to get a win obviously and hey we'd be remiss also if we didn't mention aj johnson uh alexander johnson as as he were last week in los angeles and then this week as well hey team couldn't stop the run and all of a sudden purcell and aj johnson are playing and they look a heck of a lot better i know it's not just on two guys but they're difference makers so far
1: yeah i think what their presence does if they're playing well it maybe frees another guy up or two Ty Davis was around the football lot today you know we mentioned Derek Wolfe with that pass rush Shelby Harris looks like a new player at defensive end after playing nose tackle the first month of the season so when a guy comes in and plays well it does have a ripple effect just like in the back end, you know, back end, you have Kareem Jackson playing well at safety. Well, that allows Chris Harris to maybe play outside a little bit, try some different players at the slot. So it's, uh, you know, I, you know, Derek Wolf was asked, hey, does is, is this look like a, Derek, a Vic Fangio defense for the first time? And he said, yeah. He goes, and we left some plays out there. There's, You know, we should have shut them down more. Well, did a pretty nice job as it is. But I think what it allows the guys on defense to do is, hey, we can win a game when the offense isn't humming at all at all cylinders which it hasn't yet this year
0: Again, folks, first in Orange Podcast. Ryan O'Halloran, alongside Kyle Newman, myself, and uh, circle back around here on the show. Uh, obviously, Kansas City coming to town for Thursday night football in just a couple days, just a few days here. Uh, it's going to be a big task for that defense and overall. And hey, the offense probably could use more than one touchdown to beat the Chiefs, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know they played two interesting games last year. The first game here in Denver. They must have had twenty pressures of Patrick Mahomes. Didn't get a sack. They did everything but bring him down. So it's gonna be interesting to see what Vic Fangio's pass rush plan is. Does he does he rush three and drop eight? Does he stick with a four and drop seven? Does he create? Does he try and uh, you know uh, send some extra guys to let have Mahomes get rid of the football quickly? It's probably, unless you play New England at some point, it's probably going to be your toughest task because this, this is the NFL MVP. He is a terrific, terrific player, but their defense can't stop anybody. Their offensive line is a little banged up. So as the Chiefs' last two games have shown, two losses at home. This is a vulnerable team. If Broncos can win on Thursday, they're back in the race. If not, they're climbing uphill
0: again. Big chance here at Empower Field on Thursday. Again, Broncos coming off a 16-0 win over the Titans. This is the First in Orange podcast with Ryan O'Halloran and Kyle Newman. Appreciate you listening in. Be sure to head to denverpost.com slash broncos for continued coverage of the club throughout the regular season and beyond. Till next time, folks, take it easy.